Oh boy, a lot to unpack here. A lot to unpack. Oh hell yeah, I am here for this. Wait, why do they have tails if they're in human form? Geek boys and geeks beyond the binary. This is Emily J, your host of the I Ship It podcast, the safe space on the internet where we get to talk about fan fiction and fandom and geek the fuck out with all those things you've been pretending you're not reading on your phones. What is up, friends? I have so much to talk about. It's been like hammering at me, like everything's been like thrown at me the last couple days, like. You have to you have to talk about all these things on the podcast. And then I've got new fans and new friends who want to be on the podcast. And it's a very exciting time to be in the I Ship It headquarters or the Citadel of Smut, which is where I'm sitting right now. Because there's so much fun stuff happening. And we're going to kind of get like a plan together for the new year so we can act like we know what the fuck we're doing. It's a very exciting time. And I am very excited to share stuff that's coming up with you guys, but um, it needs to be more solidified first before I get into it. So just know that this podcast is still my favorite thing in my life, and I have a renewed sense of excitement and hope about it, and a new renewed sense of purpose that comes from uh, knowing that people are enjoying what you're doing. So the people that I've talked to this week who took them took a minute to let me know what they think and that they like it and whatever, um, thanks guys, because you really helped kind of turn some stuff around and uh, put me back in the right headspace to make this podcast what it can be and all that exciting stuff. So like I said, um, I'm just, I'm just happy. I'm just excited about this podcast again. Not that I wasn't before, but it was getting a little lonely. Um, kind of feeling like I was out here all by myself, but I've got some, uh, some allies back. So we're, we're doing okay. A couple things that I have been doing a lot of lately. Uh, number one is, as I've mentioned before, I am a temp. I am an office temp, which means I'm just doing data entry which means that for the first time in my life, I have a chance to listen to and appreciate the art of the audiobook. And this may sound insane. Emily, you run a fucking podcast. What do you mean you don't listen to audiobooks? Guys, I spent a long time working in food, um, which is, a, is an area where you cannot listen to audiobooks while you're working. It's just not okay. I haven't worked in an office in a long ass fucking time. And in the office that I worked in before, audiobooks weren't like a thing you could put on your phone. (laughs) They were like a thing you had to listen to in your car. So uh, that's how old I am. And it doesn't matter because I've been listening to a bunch of audiobooks. I have the Libby app, which is through the local through you can do this too through your local library they'll just they upload all of their audiobooks and you can rent them just like you would a regular book or an ebook from your library and it's just like audible except that it's free because it's through the library which is a wonderful wonderful place where you can get all the books that you want for zero dollars 
They're just one of those wonderful old holdouts of the old wonderful world where it's just there to make things better. You don't have to pay anything. You just have to have a library card. And guess what, guys? A library card is free. And I guarantee there's some 300-year-old librarian at your library that if you walk in and say, I'd like to register for a library card, you're going to make her day. Because every city I've ever lived in, when I've registered for a library card there, the person I've went to, I've gone to, went to, Jesus, person I've gone to has been multiple hundreds of years old, always wearing a sweater, always wearing glasses, always thrilled, pleased as punch to get me a library card. So go make some little old lady's day, get yourself a library card, get the Libby app, and, and enjoy all the free books. But I have three suggestions, three recommendations. If you're looking for something to read, um, I've been averaging like one book every two to three days because I spend eight hours a day in total silence. Nobody in my office talks to each other. So um, we have been all just sitting with our headphones on, which I'm told is a thing that happens at every office now. Whatever, that's fine. I'm catching up on all the books I've wanted to read in the last 10 years. Number one, uh, being Big Little Lies by Leanne Moriarty. They just made that HBO series based on it. I watched the first episode. It's great. Everybody's amazing in it. And I can't wait to watch the rest because the book was just like, mm, I didn't want to love it because it's all about rich women. <laughs> and I don't do well with rich people, but these characters are so well written. You just fucking feel for every last one of them. There was never anybody, even the ones I thought I hated, I didn't hate, which is rare. <laughs> so good. Leanne Mori Moriarty, Big Little Lies, so, so good. Read it. Number two, uh, The Death of Mrs. Westaway by Ruth Ware. That is a dark and twisty British novel. <laughs> Big Little Lies is set in Australia. Uh, Death of Mrs. Westaway is set in London and the English countryside. And it's it's equally wonderful. It is darker and twistier and um, a really good book to read or listen to when it's raining. Now, I live in Portland where it rains quite frequently. So this is a dreary book, but so good. Lots of twists and turns and you're never really sure until you know for 100% certain you don't know what's going on but not in a, in a bad way, in a great way. And that one's British. Uh, my internal monologue is quite British these days because that's all I've been listening to. But uh, Death of Mrs. Westaway was so good, I immediately read everything else that Ruth Ware has published. And I love her now. She's one of my favorite authors. And I'm so excited because I would, I would have no idea who she was if not for the Libby app and her audiobooks. The third one is called The Rules of Magic by Alice Hoffman, who also wrote Practical Magic. The Rules of Magic is the prequel to Practical Magic, and I have to say, I think it's better. Um, Practical Magic is one of my favorite movies, but the book did, it left me a little cold. I think that, I never say this, but I think the movie was better. <sighs> but The Rules of Magic was so wonderful. I just wanted to hug the whole book and just like hold it to my chest and, and, oh guys. It just made you love the ants and the whole 
the whole Owens family and their weird traditions, and, and it made you, well, it made me anyway, feel magical. <laughs> that sounds so silly, but it really did. It, it's, it's, Alice Hoffman is so amazing. She's so wonderful. And she, uh, she did an amazing job with these, these Owen sisters. So I recommend The Rules of Magic over Practical Magic. If I have to, if you hold my feet to the fire, that one wins for me. There are three books that I suggest you read, all by uh, female authors, if that's something that you look for in a, in a book. Um, I've been drawn to them more recently. I don't know if I'm doing it intentionally or if it's just working out that way. But the last couple books that I've read have been, uh, that's been the case. So if you have a recommendation for me to listen to whilst I am typing away and working that 10 key pad, I'll happily take that under advisement. You can uh, drop me a line. I'll give you all of my handles at the end, as I always do. But there was another book that I, it is not available via Audible or Libby or audiobooks of any kind. So I had to order the the brick and mortar, the the bindings and paper version of a little ditty called Avengers Infinity War Cosmic Quest Volume 2: The Aftermath by Brandon Snyder. What the fuck is that, Emily? Are you reading comic books now? No. I'm not still not not doing it. This is not a comic book. It is a YA novel that takes place after the snap in Infinity War. And it's, I guess it's like an in-betweener. I'm halfway through because I'm just kind of taking my time because uh, I don't want to rush it. Because guys, do you know the reason I bought this book? Do you know the reason we're all hyped up into a little frenzy here in the, in the, uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, my special corner of the internet? is because the first person mentioned in the book, a major player, is my girl, Darcy Lewis. That's right, Brandon Snyder thought she didn't get nearly enough play in the Thor movies, and he was fucking right, guys. Abso-fucking-lutely right. He was right. So, Darcy is in this book, and it's like, it's like reading uh, uh, you know, PG-rated general fanfic, but in, in, in binding form. In binding form? In bound, copy, paperback, hardback form. Um, it's, it's just like, I mean, do I think that there could be more Darcy? Absolutely I do. Of course I do. Um, I thought she was gonna be like, it was all gonna be told through her eyes. She is one of the main characters. But it's turning into more of an Eric-centric deal. And not that Eric Selvig isn't fine, great, whatever, but my interest in him being the main character has kind of run its course. Um, I feel like him being in Thor 1 and Thor 2 and the original Avengers Assemble kind of, okay, Eric, you're I know you're a Skarsgård, but like, okay, you're done. Um, there's also this character named Felix, 
who I think I'm supposed to feel bad for because his parents got dusted. But honestly, right now, he's just kind of a little punk-ass bitch. And his first thing that he does is insult Darcy's intelligence because he's 13 and he's a genius. I don't give a shit, dude. That's Darcy Lewis. You don't fuck with her, all right? You answer to me. Um, stay tuned because I might change my mind about Felix. He might win me over. But right now, he's not doing anybody any favors. He's not doing himself any favors. Although, perhaps I'm supposed to feel this way because he's 13, and inherently, 13-year-olds are awful. They're mutants. They're not even human. So maybe that's what I'm supposed to be feeling about Felix? I don't know. But I know that uh, my girl has had some choice lines already, um... And I don't know where we're going with this, but I do know that so far I've decided that uh, she and Steve are basically canon now because there's a line that says, uh, Eric's asking her like, wasn't, wasn't what happened in New Mexico something you always dreamed of as a child? And she was like, I think I remember dreaming about a gorgeous blonde man with giant shoulders, but not what happened in New Mexico. Um, so obviously she means Steve. And then later on, somebody asks her, what do you, you know, he's given her, this guy's given her shit for, you know, following Eric around still and doing all his bidding. And they're like, what do you want, Darcy? And she's like, uh, I want a big dumb dog I can wrestle with in the, in the backyard of my farmhouse. And like, hi, that's Steve Rogers. I don't know if anybody knew that. Um, but that's Steve Rogers. And, uh, and I found the perfect picture that emphasizes this fact and I might be doing a little Instagram post about it because it's, uh, it's pretty great and pretty obvious. So uh, in, in talking with my fellow fangirl, Angelica, we decided, yeah, that's, that's the author, Brandon Snyder, saying that he's on our team. He's on Team Shield Shock, and it's canon now. Um, again, I don't know where we're going with this, uh, this story because I haven't finished it yet. I'm just kind of taking my time because it's just like a nice little, it's just a nice little detour. Um, from things that are not so nice, like the pain and suffering and misery that was the Avengers Endgame trailer. Now, it's been out for a couple days, and I believe it broke the internet record with the most views on YouTube in the history of anything ever. So, first of all, I'm going to call you guys out, though. Marvel fans, um, y'all were kind of assholes because everybody was... Um, blaming George H.W. Bush for the delay in us getting the trailer. Guys, he's a billion years old and he died. This has nothing to do with him. Stop blaming him. We can blame him for a lot of things, but let's not blame him for this. We don't need to pretend he was a great guy or even a good president, but he is not the reason that we didn't get the trailer on the day that they hinted we might get it. So let's all just slow our roll there. But this trailer, guys, fuck. First of all, the positives. Steve already has more lines in that trailer than he did in the entirety of Infinity War. So things are looking good there. However, he's crying. No good. No good. Steve's cried exactly once before, and it was when Bucky died. And I just don't know if I can watch those tears stream down his beautiful face <laughs> and keep my shit together. I don't know. All right. 
Uh, speaking of tears, though, I shed real ones over the death, the real loss, the true loss that we all felt, which is the fact that Steve no longer has that glorious beard. He is fresh-faced as a newborn babe once again, and I don't know why. Because he just lost his entire life. Half the goddamn universe disappeared, Steve. You're making the rest of us look bad. Stop caring about yourself. You're supposed to be grief-stricken, but determined and resolute. And as someone who has been all three of those things at the same time, I promise shaving is not at the top of the list, okay? You're supposed to be laying there just sad, crying into your beautiful beard and just being rugged and and just let it go, man. You know, who are you impressing? Half the world is gone. Stop and also grow it back. Because then later on, he's wearing the stealth suit of sex, the blue one from Winter Soldier. You guys know what I'm talking about. And just, and guys, we could have had it all. We could have had it all. Adele style with that beautiful, glorious beard, the long hair, and the stealth suit. Man. Maybe those Russo brothers knew what they were doing, though. They were like, he's too powerful. The sheer amount of hormones that will be projected at the screen, it's too much. We have to, we have to hold on to some control. We'll lose it if we give them the beard and the stealth suit of sex. So perhaps point to you, Russos. Perhaps. I don't know. So that was, that was tugging at my feelers. And then as I was, you know, kind of wallowing, um, good news, I guess. Tumblr's back on its bullshit. Um, one of my upcoming guests is going to be sharing a lot of her feelings about this. She's very smart, and we're going we're gonna to have a nice little deep dive about it. But right now, you're just going to listen to my opinions. So if you haven't heard, Tumblr decided this week, uh, or last week maybe, to announce a ban on all adult content starting December 17th, which they said was to coincide with the National Day to End Violence Against Sex Workers Day of Action. Um, but that is, in fact, horse shit. Um, because Tumblr has on numerous occasions informed us that they don't know what the fuck they're doing. So this ban, okay, now maybe to you it sounds good because they claim it's to limit access to child pornography and sex trafficking, which like, maybe it will, possibly, who knows. Um, but what else it does is punish people who are engaging in consensual acts for profit. And you know what that does? That punishes sex workers. It doesn't protect them from danger. It demonizes nudity and sexual content. And also, more to the point, okay, if you're trying to limit sex trafficking or access to sex trafficking or, or whatever the fuck you think you're doing with this ban, what you're actually doing is taking away one more platform that law enforcement uses to find and stop sex traffickers, okay? fucking get it through your heads you saying like uh no more tits on this site sorry is not gonna make some you know seedy ass scum of the earth should be ground into oblivion sex trafficker be like well i guess i better hang up my hat 
Guys, the cops use social media and Craigslist and Tumblr and all this shit. They use it to find where these people are holding their slaves. Okay, that's why we can now upload photos of our own hotel rooms so that they can go look on the internet, find where people are being held, and compare them to the hotel rooms that we uploaded to their site. And then they know where they're going. And then they know where these fucking people hide. And they can go get them. And they can stop what they're doing. But when you, when you say you're trying to make the internet safer, you're wrong. Because first of all, the internet is not a safe place. It's just not. Second, you're you're giving these people these bad people that you're trying to put the real bad people i'm not saying that human traffickers are good people they're the worst thing okay it's i can't even wrap my brain around how evil it is but you're you're taking away one more place that we know to look for them and i say we like i have anything to do with it but we as a group of people who want to stop this stop the sex trade, stop all of this slave trade, you're taking away one more place that we know they go. So that's not helping anybody. That's giving them more places to hide. (sighs) Look, Tumblr, you've told us time and time again, and this is no different, that you don't know what the fuck you're doing. And basically the message that you're sending with this ban is that sex and nudity is inherently a bad thing. And more to the point, you're telling the adults on your site that you don't trust them to consume the kind of content that they want. So you're like, 13-year-olds might see tits. It's no good. <clears throat> it, it, it's not about 13-year-olds. It's about you censoring shit, okay? Put fucking shit in place so that, you know, if you're 13, you're on automatic safe mode. Or you're not because tits aren't evil, all right? You're saying it's for our own good, but all it is is censorship. And censorship has never done anybody any favors. If you really, really wanted to ban offensive content, Tumblr, you would tackle the real problem, which is the white power blogs and the pro-Nazi blogs and the safe fucking space for white supremacists. But just like Twitter, who gives them a little fucking blue check mark, and Instagram, who says absolutely no nipples whatsoever, you've decided to throw your hat in with those motherfuckers who think that female presenting nipples are the greatest evil that exists on the internet. And I don't know about the rest of you, but my tits have never killed anybody. They've never threatened anybody. They've never done anything but promote a safe, loving space. And I can guarantee that everybody else's tits have done the same. And anyway, I mean, joke's on you, assholes. If you think the bland blowjob gifts that XX Daddy loves to spank XX posts a million times a day are doing it for me, you are sorely mistaken. I don't go to Tumblr to get off, okay? I've got fanfic for that. Speaking of, the fucking reason I started this podcast was to talk about fanfiction. And since I got so into, uh, I, I got this treat of the Darcy Lewis book, I decided to do a little shield shock ep and, uh, and bring you two Darcy and Steve Christmas fix. So if you're pissed about Tumblr and you're, you know, worried about 
I don't fucking know, everything. <laughs> the state of the world we're living in. Uh, I recommend you read these two fics. So we're gonna start with the, the G-rated fic. Uh, it is by our sweet friend, Emma98. If you don't know who that is, it is Wah Wah Waffles, the genius, sweet baby bean who uh, wrote me that amazing fanfic, that amazing Shield Shock fanfic about Darcy having a podcast in her closet uh, based on, <clears throat> you guessed it, this podcast. So I decided to give Emma a little bit of uh, a little bit of love this week because this is one of my favorite. Um, these are holiday themed, by the way. These are Christmas themed. This is one of my favorite holiday fix. I went looking for it and was so pleased that I did not have to dig very far to find it. Um, it's called A Present a Day. And Emma is wonderful because she writes very long, beautiful, very detailed, takes you on a nice little meandering journey kind of fix. So this one's about 15,000 words and it is worth every second, okay? It's not gonna take you long to read. But it has all of those wonderful little uh, little moments that we've talked about before, uh, which is like the Avengers as a family trope. And um, they, this is post-Civil War. It came out, uh, it came out. It was published in, I wanna say 2016. Get to the top of the list. Yeah, La uh, two Christmases ago, so 2016. And uh, and just like so precious, so precious, because so it's after Civil War. Uh, Team Cap has relocated to um, kind of like a new. They're like building a new compound because Tony took over. You know, Steve took the kids, but Tony got the house. And uh, Tony is by himself in the compound, and uh, so they're building like an like another compound elsewhere. So they have like a, a main hall. <laughs> it's like summer camp. So they all have their own little cabins, and then there's like a main hall. Um, and so Darcy's there, Steve, Sam, Natasha, Clint, Laura, the kids. Um, I think Scott and Cassie are there too. There's a bunch of little chillins running around. It's so cute. Anyway, it's Christmas time. And on the 1st of December, uh, Steve wakes up and there's a present on his door. And he starts getting a present from a secret Santa once every day. Every morning he wakes up, there's a new present. And it takes him about mm, a week to figure out who it is. He's so cute and oblivious though. Oh my God, it's so adorable. Um, and of course it's Darcy. I'm not spoiling anything. <laughs> I told you, this is a shield shock episode. Um, I'm not spoiling anything. It's Darcy and she is uh, giving him all these presents because, well, because she loves him, but also because he deserves them. And uh, everybody else is like so on board. They're like, yeah, no, Steve, you deserve to be happy and you deserve to be um, showered with presents because nobody ever buys you presents. So everybody's in on this. So they all have like their little roles to play where like they have to drop things off or they have to make something happen or she like gets, you know, people involved. Like his present of the day one day is to like watch all of Buffy the Vampire Slayer with Laura and catch up. So he, you know, is up on this cultural phenomena. It's, it's just, guys, it's so sweet. And there's a lot of baked goods. 
Um, this is one of those Darcy's an excellent baker tropes. I'm not sure where we got that, but we all kind of agreed on it. And uh, and I, I'm on board. So Darcy's baking a lot, but she's also mysteriously not around. So the reason it takes him so long to figure out who the hell's leaving him all these presents is because she's not even there. She's done all this legwork ahead of time. And so she's away, off and away. I'm not going to tell you what she's doing because it's the, the big Mac Daddy of presents. Um, but that, so that's your special reveal. That's what you read the fic for. Okay. Um, but she's off and away and she does all these things for Steve because she loves him. And he is, at the beginning, it's not like she does all these things and he's like, oh, I guess I like you now. Like, he has been kind of fighting his own feelings for her for a while. And um, so they, you know, it's like this long distance, like, realization that they love each other. I don't know, but it makes me so happy. Um, And of course, there's, guys, of course, there's a happy ending. And it's Christmas, and there's presents, and family, and food, and it's just like, if you just want like a nice, warm, fuzzy present, please read this fic. It's I dare you to read it and not have a giant smile on your face. It's it's going to be good. Um, I promise you're going to enjoy it. Emma knows what she's doing. She writes herself a damn good shield shock. Good job, girl. I love you. Um, and that's, that's, that's a present a day by Emma98. But I think I mentioned... Um, porn earlier I feel like I, I I talked a little bit about why I go to Tumblr and uh, I would be lying if I said I don't go to Tumblr to check in with my fanfic porn um, that's where I get all the best recommendations and uh, I have plenty of people who know what they're doing in this instance we're talking about Katrina SL and uh, her fic, The Grants Do Christmas. Now, friends, this story is not only smutty as all get out, it really is. Um, it's pretty filthy. <laughs> it's so good. Um, but it also has one of the best, one of the best tropes, which is the fake married trope slash uh, secret agent trope. Oh, God. It's so good. Steve and Darcy are posing as newlyweds in a Airbnb uh, that is, uh, they think is infiltrated by Hydra agents. And it's being used as like a headquarters. This little cottage village is being used as a headquarters to like move around weapons and bad guys and stuff. So they have to infiltrate it and pose as a, like brand newlyweds. Um, and so there's like, oh, are we kissing for effect or are we kissing because we like each other? I don't know. And it's like, are we acting or are we really in love? I don't know. Oh my God, so great. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's back and forth, but it's not really because it's so obvious to the reader. But then there's like mutual longing and there's all this unresolved sexual tension. And then there's some really, really, really resolved sexual tension. And oh my God, it's really good. Guys, just read it. It's also Christmassy, and there's a snowball fight, and there's um, just like presents and a tree, and uh, everybody teasing them, but also being like, "Yes, get it, girl," because um, they're all on Darcy's side. That like, yes, this is all gonna happen, and it's just like, oh my god, 
did I gush enough? <laughs> Do you have any idea what happens in this fic? I don't know. It's, I don't know if any of that came across, but I think you need to read it because um, it's hot AF and we all need nothing. You know what? Nothing says Merry Christmas like uh, reading about your two favorites getting each other off, right? I mean, that's what the true meaning of Christmas is all about, isn't it? Fan fiction porn. It is in my house anyway. So if you are interested in reading these fics, of course there will be a link. I, I want nothing more than to link you guys so that you can all enjoy this beauty and majesty that is the sweetness of Emma 98 and the filth of Katrina SL. And I'm not to say that those two can't swap. I've read smut, smut, smut from Emma and sweet, sweet fluff from Katrina. But right now, Emma is all sweetness and light with present a day and Katrina SL is the smutty, smutty goodness of the Grants Do Christmas. So there will be a link so you can enjoy those treats. And also, if you're looking for, um, if you're in the Darcy land, is it the Darcy, the Darcy land? If you're in Darcy land with me and you're looking for something to inspire you for the upcoming holiday, um, there is a Darcyland content challenge. Uh, I was gonna say fanfic, but it's fan art, manipulations, gifts, mood boards, fanfic, playlists, whatever you wanna do. There's a challenge going on. It's like a little, you know, you do five, it's like five days, there's five prompts and you just do whatever you want. I'm gonna post a link to that too because uh, it's really fun to do a, a, a themed challenge for the holidays. I don't know if I'm gonna end up having to do it or having time to do it because I have a couple other fix that I'm working on, but um, I would love if more people got involved because it's really fun and then we all have something to read and to look at and to enjoy as we head into the busy holiday season. So, if you want to share your thoughts on Tumblr being back on their bullshit, or you want to send me book requests, or book requests, book recommendations, or fanfic recommendations, or a fandom that I need to get into or to try, I would love to hear from you. Um, oh, oh, before I go, something that I have been thinking about and I've decided I want to start doing maybe starting in January, um, once we get through the holidays, kind of part of the revampification or recentrification or refocusing of my podcasting life. Given that I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks and that I have had uh, multiple people share with me that they find the sound of my voice soothing um, and or relaxing while they listen to this podcast or helps them fall asleep, I have been tossing the idea around of recording some uh, what they refer to as podfix, uh, which is, you know, an audiobook version of fanfic. There is a bunch already on AO3, and I'm thinking I might do it. So if that sounds like something you think I should do, or you would want me to read your fic out loud and record it, um, I am I am an actress, guys. I know how to use my voice. I know how to do different voices and to you know read with some sort of character. So I I do think I would probably do a good job. But um, 
I'm, I'm curious to see if that's something anybody would be interested in. So I'm putting that out there and I would love to hear from you guys. Um, again, if you took the time to send me some love last week, I really appreciate it. It was coming off of a dark time. And as I said at the beginning, this podcast continues to be my bright spot in a, in an otherwise crazy, crazy world. And I appreciate you guys hanging in there with me. So if you want to get in touch on any of the topics that I brought up or something new altogether, you can still find us on Tumblr for now. Also Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at iShipItPod or on our website at iShipItPod.com. There is still time to drop us a little cheddar cheese uh, for the holidays through coffee or PayPal or our Amazon affiliate link. And if nothing else, if you'd like to leave some genuine, fat-free love at iTunes, you can rate and review, and that will be the absolute greatest possible thing that you can do for this podcast. Uh, Every single review owns a piece of my heart forever, and I am so appreciative. We've got a bunch of five stars, but if you take the time to write a little sentence about what you're enjoying, it makes it that much easier for people to find and that much easier for iTunes to recommend. So I appreciate your help. I appreciate your listenership. I appreciate your attention and your face. (laughs) Yeah, you listening. I appreciate your face. Okay. I love you. I kiss you. And I want you to have a wonderful week. And most importantly, as always, I want you to get your ship together. <laughs>